How to live free, how to be free. Two things are obvious. First of all, we know everyone wants to be free. The next thing that is obvious, no one knows what freedom means. If they know it is not the freedom they want. Certainly no one who claims they want freedom explains how to quantify and measure it. If freedom cannot be quantified, how do you know you have it? How can you prove you do not have it? If you do not know how to validate their level of freedom or confirm freedom exists in a scientific or objective way, why are you talking about it? Freedom is a sprite, a will-o'-wisp. We see freedom out of the corner of our eye and grasp futility for it our dreams. But it is never where we are looking. What is freedom really? How can it be measured? Would we know it if we bumped against it even by accident? If you look up freedom on Google one finds listings for businesses selling various forms of what they think freedom is. If a definition is looked for, three different versions pop up. Freedom is first of all the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. In this view, freedom is the freedom of choice. A more pragmatic version of freedom is where freedom is defined as the absence of subjection to foreign domination or despotic government. But is there any other kind of government? How are to be free of government? On a more personal level, we are told freedom is the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. Freedom can be considered to be the ability to do, go, speak as one wills. Though freedom means one can think as one chooses, this is a pretty weak sort of freedom. The fact is, no one cares what one thinks, so long as no one knows what you are thinking. It is when you let your thoughts into the world, and they appear as an action, that thoughts begin to matter. The problem is, that apart from our thoughts, there is no freedom. We can never speak, act and go as we choose, nor are we prepared to give this level of freedom to anyone else. We ought to ask why that is. If we are all for freedom, why do we not want anyone to be free? If we supported freedom, we would eliminate all law, and even the state would be eradicated. The simple answer is that all choices have costs. There is no freedom because there is no freeness. There are always costs. There is no free speech because speech always creates costs. If we want to go somewhere or do something, our movement produces costs, and all costs must be paid. If our costs are not paid by us, someone else pays them. Logically, all costs ought to be paid for by the person who created the cost not society and future generations. The definitions of freedom on Google express no awareness that freedom might have costs. There is no attempt to associate freedom with economics. The conventional way of understanding freedom fails to comprehend the moral component of freedom. If freedom is not free, then to seek freedom without paying for the costs of freedom is morally reprehensible. We cannot be free if we are not moral. 
Freedom requires moral culpability for the costs our choices create. This is where the conventional definition of freedom falls apart. Without economics there is no restraint on freedom. If freedom is to not be restrained using the mechanisms of the market, what do we do with the limitations of the flesh? Physical reality puts limits on freedom. Even the idea that freedom is to not be imprisoned or to not be oppressed by the state is a direct reference to the physical body as a measure of freedom. We cannot be free of the flesh. Any definitions of freedom that hinges on the body being free fails to account for the costs of freeing the body from reality. The prisoner can be freed, but at what cost to society? We may be told that mankind has a right to life. It's a noble idea, but in terms of the flesh, unrealistic. The Bible tells Christians to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and house the homeless. Those who do not work ought not eat, but at the same time, those who do work deserve to be paid for the work they do. In the Bible freedom does not come without a cost. We are to take up our cross and follow Jesus, to be freed of sin. Our help ought to build the church. There is a way to live right, and this way is not defined by freedom. The church is the way of the Spirit. We must be free of the flesh. But the freedom of this world is freedom in the flesh. The church does not feed the hungry to help the flesh and those of the flesh, but to create value for those who live in the Spirit. We do not do good works if our works only benefit the flesh and give freedom to the things of this world. We want to be free, but to be free we must give freedom. This is the paradox of freedom. We cannot take freedom from others, it must be given to others. This is the way of the Spirit. Freedom is the freedom to be free of the flesh, meaning the emotions. To be governed by the body is to be ruled by emotions, and this creates waste. If we wish to dig down to the very roots of freedom, we find that to be free is to be free of evil. Evil is the destruction of what God has given us. Sin is the destruction of our own value. We want to be free of the destruction of value. We want to be free of waste. There is no other freedom. Freedom is often discussed in terms of positive rights. We want to be free to talk, to act, to feel. All of this comes down to a desire to be free of the cost of others. But others always have an impact. Who is less free than the mother with a baby? We can be free in the middle of a desert, in a forest, or on the ocean, away from people. This is not the freedom we want. We want to be in civilization, but not imposed on by civilization. Negative impacts are costs because they are synonyms. Costs have negative impacts because this is what a cost is. Costs are negative values which take values from the positive value. All negative impacts on a business reduce the balance sheet amount. Slavery is a negative impact on a person because his or her value is reduced. If you do not want to yell fire in a crowded theater, making it illegal to do so, 
does not infringe on your free speech. In fact, we do not want this kind of behavior permitted. We do not care that we are not allowed to move into a jail cell. This is not an infringement upon our right of free association. We do not want laws prohibiting us from living in our home, but only if this is where we wish to live. We do not like laws that restrain us. We want laws that restrain others. We want laws that allow us to do what we want to do, but do not care about laws that stop us from doing what we have no interest in doing. To live free, however, is to live without costs. That is the true meaning. To have free speech and all the other rights are to remove all costs and therefore accountability. But is this what we actually want? Accountability is the imposition of costs. Those who would be free are those who would not have others impose costs on them for what they do. We each need to pay our own way. To desire freedom and define this as having free speech, but is this the same thing as claiming speech cannot create a cost for others? Because if your actions are creating costs, what right do you have to demand immunity from the mechanisms of the market? What right has anyone to expect freedom to mean freedom from accountability? Yet, more and more freedom has come to be code for avoiding the cost of one's choices. The left's narrative is grounded in finding ways of claiming resources without picking up the check. But we know reality is not so simple. We cannot survive as a charity. We need the market. We need specialization and to get it we must have economic exchange. Life is not free because humans are not free of the wants of others, far from it. To have freedom to the highest degree requires we permit ourselves to become dependent on others to the highest degree. The choice we have is to be dependent on exchanges or on charity. Dependency on our own abilities leaves us dependent on one of the least capable persons. Alone we cannot even hope to produce as much as the least capable person living in a complex civilization. The subsistence lifestyle leaves us exposed to every danger and deprivation. We have to understand the world is logical. A logical world imposes one way of life on us if we are to live right. We live right or we suffer. To live right we pay our cost of living in error. This does not seem like there is freedom. However, when we accept accountability for what we do, when we pay our costs, we give freedom to others. If we live in a way that is wrong, we create costs. Creating cost is not wrong, but living wrong and creating costs creates costs that cannot be paid for by us. We put ourselves in a deficit. Living right is living in a way that is productive, even profitable. If we are not paying our costs, they are downloaded onto society and future generations. The avoidance of costs does not create freedom for us, though people think it does. Stealing creates costs for others, which means what they created is wasted because it goes to paying for our mistakes, something that ought not to have been done in the first place. 
The most effective use of things is to use them in a way that creates sufficient value that value need not be transferred in from elsewhere. If our use does not create value, it externalizes costs. Our use wastes what we do and what others have done. These are logical conclusions. The reasoning cannot be refuted, nor can the conclusions be circumvented. If we do not live right, we create problems for other people, we destroy their freedoms. There is only one right way to live, and that is the way that produces value. We could say the way that produces the most value is the best way to live. It comes down to the same thing. If we are not doing the best we can and producing the most value we can, we are not only wasting what we have we are not generating the level of civilization we could have. Values can be quantified, and quantified values can be given an economic correlate. Our waste can be given a dollar value, and we can be billed the amount we owe to others. Civilized man ought never permit waste to go unbilled. Waste is not logical and to permit waste is not logical, and if civilization is the product of logical living, then waste is antithetical to civilized living. There is no justification for permitting waste to take place in a civilized setting. As civilized beings we are required to create value or ought to be. There is no logical reason for destroying value. But this is what evil people do, they destroy value. Sin destroys personal value, and evil destroys the values of a community. Sin can be corrected on the personal level, but evil requires a community response. To live free is costly because it requires someone else to pay our costs. As civilized persons we ought to ensure we do not have to pay costs created by others and others do not pay our costs. To live free is to live without parasites. Civilized man must be accountable, and we must make others accountable. Those who do not produce do not eat, meaning there is no need for the state. People have to be productive and produce things of real value. This level of accountability poses a serious problem for civilized man. There are many people who do not wish to work, but imposing accountability on our culture changes the way we think about ownership. If we are to be accountable and not create costs we do not pay for, we have to pay our costs out of what we bring to the table. If we are not to be a freeloader, first and foremost we cannot freeload off of God. The physical world was not created by us. Mankind cannot own what we did not create. There is no feasible way to legitimize man's claim to an asset. Assets are what we think of as the real world. How can humans be free in a world we did not create? How can we just take what does not belong to us and think we are entitled to whatever we can grab? We can use what we see if we see them as assets, that is things that need to have value added to them. This makes us useful and justifies our usage of what actually does not belong to us. The least we can do is try and not be a burden on others. At best we ought to be able to create value for others. The first obligation we have is to not claim what we did not create. 
If I say the world belongs to me, everything you and everyone else does belongs to me. This claim can be scaled down. Perhaps I claim only a nation or a business or a field, forest or oil well. What does the scale of the claim matter if the claim itself is preposterous, unfounded and cannot be legitimized? The point is I am claiming something I did not create. But no human being created any physical thing. Unless we claim, might makes right and the end justifies the means, possession is not nine-tenths of the law. The fact I stand on this land means nothing. Owning a gun in a society in which everyone else has knives does not give you a better claim on the resources of the place. The fact you can kill more people faster than others does not give you a right to what these other people have. To be free one has to be free of waste and false expectations. We must be free of the claims of others to what we created. To be free of other people's claims is to not make claims on them. Do not get trapped in a cycle of reciprocation. Freedom is cash. Freedom is an economy in which everything is paid for with cash. The cash we use must be nothing more than a unit of account. Cash is not debt. Cash is not an asset. Cash has no value. Cash is an entry in an account book or script that represents values in an account book. Money has no value because it cannot be bought and it cannot be sold or rented. Money exists or does not exist. Money is created when we produce things with value. The money represents equity. It is the part of an asset that is ours. Money just gives us a visual representation of value. Assets are things people are willing to pay for with cash. They are willing to do this because of the value humans have added to the physical element. There is no other freedom than that provided by cash. Cash is freedom and cash is equity created by humans adding value to physical things to turn them into assets. Assets are seen as goods and services. These have value because of the value we add to them. Humans create value and in so doing we create cash. This cash represents freedom, there is no other kind. If we create costs, we must pay those costs in cash. If we do not have cash, we must work to create value and therefore cash. Then we have a measure of freedom. All other forms of freedom is an illusion.